Hi, my name is Emma Hansen, and this is my World Ethnography Project for the class Anthropology 212, Intro to Cultural Anthropology. For my World Ethnography project, I chose the book Improvising Medicine, an African Oncology Award in an Emerging Cancer Epidemic. This book was written was published by Duke University Press in 2012 and costs $25 on Amazon. This book was written by Julie Livingston. She's an associate professor of history at Rutgers University, where she specializes in writing medical ethnographies. In the past, she's written other books based on politics, morality, transplants, vaccines, and paradoxes within the medical scene all across the world. In this book, however, Livingston describes the cancer ward in terms of, pol of politics, need, power, biomedical science, death, and hope that shape contemporary experience within Southern Africa. She talks of her time in the death and desolation of overworked, understaffed, and in need of aid hospital. As she writes, she talks about her experiences and how they affect each life around her. She interviews patients and nurses while doing a lot of the work herself. Livingston writes about how nurses on the oncology ward show deep empathy for patients during failing times. But Livingston also does not allow these nurses to become angered and harsh like many healthcare workers here in the United States today. Livingston's writing recognizes individual pain and collective suffering. As I read the book, I began to think of what Livingston was trying to convey to me. Was she trying to bring humanity and compassion to a town centered on death? Was she trying to show the world that cancer is everywhere? But then it hit me. She was trying to relate the reality of death and destruction to the rest of the world, not just a small town of Botswana. One of the first few pages of the book, Livingston, Livingston writes about why she wrote this book and explains it in a threefold way. Biomedicine in Africa. Biomedicine is a global system of knowledge and practice, but it is also highly contextualized pursuit. Everywhere, doctors, patients, nurses, and relatives tailor biomedical knowledge and practices to suit their specific situations. In hospitals and clinics across Africa, Clinical improvisation is, is, is accentuated. Second, though cancer produces moments and states of profound loneliness for patients, serious illness, pain, disfigurement, and death are deeply social experiences. Understanding, can understanding cancer as something that happens between people is critical to grasping its gravity. In this respect, what I seek to make visible in BMH's oncology is not uniquely African but rather as an imperative that is often papered over under threat and techno-bureautical rituals of European or American wards, but which is nonetheless still there beneath the surface. Care. Third, cancer in Africa is an epidemic that will profoundly shape the future of global health. Raising fundamental policy, scientific, and caregiving challenges for Africans and the international community alike. Cancer is a critical face of African health after Antiretrovirals, AVRs. As such, cancer experiences in the ward expose the unfortunate fact that biomedicine is an incomplete solution. It can simultaneously be redemptive and exacerbate existing health inequalities. In other words, there will be no quick techno fix for African health, and yet biomedicine functions as a necessary, vital, palliative institution in a historically unjust world. After 
listening to the reasons behind writing this book, you can see what Levinson is truly passionate about and what she's writing for. I believe that the knowledge and research she did for this ethnography is what made the book so interesting. In lots of cases, ethnographies tend to be drowned out and get boring, but in this one, Levinson engages you with real stories, description, and some interesting takes on controversial topics. The more I read this book, the more it began to relate to the family, culture, slash kinship section of our class. During our discussions, we talked about how different families can be interrupted. I remember one project we did where we outlined our genealogy. We created a family tree using our own families, and this was kind of difficult for me, as I'm super close to my mom's side of the family, so I knew generations upon generations of people. But when it came to my dad's side, I was stumped. I didn't know as much, and it got me wondering, was I not as close with them, or were they just not talked about as much? This was pretty shocking for me. I didn't realize how close, how much closer I was to my mom's side than my dad's. I couldn't imagine going through something like uncurable cancer without having my whole family there for me. On page 13, Livingston recounts a time when she was working in a hospital where a five-year-old boy was just brought in who experienced the support of his family. The quote states, I sat there with one friend while she sobbed for hours after the impending death of her only son, age five, from leukemia. He had recently returned from South Africa, swollen and bruised from several months of treatment at Chris Hani Baragothi Hospital, located in Soweto. It was the largest hospital in the world and had served Africans under apartheid. His grandmother had gone with him, sleeping each night on the floor next to his bed, while his mother remained in Botswana to work. This passage showed me how strong a family network that Botswana must have. In other countries around the world, especially America, I feel that the family can sometimes be overlooked, especially when things are going good in their life. We tend to take for granted the life that we have. Our country has astounding health care. Here, cancer can be treated even when death is closing in. The people of Botswana don't have our same courtesy. Another big topic in this book is the state of care that these patients receive. If you have ever seen the show MacGyver, you can imagine a pretty good idea of what it's like to work in the oncology ward of the Princess Maria Hospital. Livingston recounts the daily occurrence of where PMH staff have to adapt their knowledge to fit a square peg into a round hole. In Botswana, another setback is the cleanliness. Within a hospital, it's extremely important to keep a clean and sterile environment. However, at PMH, that's a little bit difficult. Livingston recounts some of her experiences within pictures on page four and five of her book. These pictures I'll describe in detail. The first picture is a clinic office, an exam room, lined with tile, a bed, and very few medical supplies. The second picture shows the hallway of the clinic, dark, cold, and uninviting. The third picture shows the chemotherapy and treatment room surrounded by tile, a bed, and cold, harsh instruments. And lastly, the entrance to the ward, a sign covered up by a piece of paper reading Oncology Ward. In Botswana, it's said that as many as 36% of cancers in Africa are infection-related, exactly double the world average. I can't imagine how different the healthcare setting would be in a town like Botswana. As a pre-med student, I'm constantly surprised by how much the medical world can vary. I love the idea of helping out those countries that need it most, but I wonder sometimes if I have enough compassion for it. In every chapter of this book, Livingston can relate to every character, 
and giver, each person with the same amount of attention. She writes in a way that you can picture the person, the setting, <coughs> even the emotions and tensions in the room. One of my favorite quotes from this book is kind of towards the end. It says, if cancer is about life and death, it is also about graduations of such, gradations of such, about the deaths of parts that sustain life. This quote really got me thinking, can death sustain life? Can cancer be cured and a curse? Throughout this book, Lemus intends to leave sentences like these open-ended for the reader to interpret. As such, and as you may have picked up from before, I really enjoyed reading this ethnography. It allowed me to look at things like a, with a new lens. As many anthropologists would say, I could appreciate the work that the healthcare workers provided. I could touch into my emotional side when the patient's stories are being told, and I could connect to Livingston. I hope that I've opened up your mind to, my, what, to what might be waiting out there in the future for you. Go get them.